good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by Freeman Mazda Hyundai, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. It is Friday, and yes, optimistic sounds of blackness once again rules the morning. Perfect day for that. We've got the countdown that continues. Cowboys top 40 players. Today we're doing number 30 to 21, and there might be a few surprises. I think this is where it gets really interesting. This is where there's going to be a lot of pushback. And I'm very interested to hear what you got to say about our, my, my, Sky's top 30 players for the Dallas Cowboys. Also, in the roundup, we will get an update on training camp dates, which is crazy this year. It's not as many. So we'll talk about that a little bit in detail uh, once we get to that portion of the show. But first off, shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Y'all in the building early, I see ya. Uh, Sir ADP was good. TC915, Stephen White, Toxic Tom, Arthur White, no relation. Uh, Gregory, Marcelo B, B47, Vic, Lemitra, I see ya. Antoine Swain was goody. Uh, Peasy, what's good, Peasy? B, Big H, D Block 88, Iceberg Q, Matt Goddix, what up? Uh, who else we got up in here early in the morning? Mackenzie, two time, two time. James Rogley. Uh, greedy vegan. That that looks a little new. Don't think I've uh, seen you in here, man. Salute to you, greedy vegan. Uh, James Ruff, Adam Mack, uh, Mary Quinn Greer. Hopefully, I got that right. Samuel Rowe. We got a bone to pick with you, Samuel Rowe. Uh huh. Heard about you and the Washington Football people. What's going on with that, man? Uh, DeAndre Garland. Uh, who else we got over here? This is all on YouTube, by the way. Jake the Great. What's good, Jake the Great? And let me get some Captain America. I got you, Captain. I see you. Let me get some uh, Facebook in the building. We already got some some uh, bots over on Facebook. Todd Cook, what up? Peter Rizzo. Uh, do we got our guy CJ yet? CJ late. CJ late. What's up, Betty McKenzie, Bill Pugh, Oscar Sullivan. And I know our guy CJ will be in the building here soon, man. So appreciate y'all for joining me this morning. Was good, Raj. Was good, Adrian. Nine deep in the building. S to B, K, H, Y. And uh, many more coming through. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! What's up, Ryan? Um, Yeah, man, today, I think this, I had fun with it yesterday, but it's really about to get interesting because I want, once we start getting really that top 20, for real, that top 20 is going to be real fun to to discuss because nobody's going to have the same list as me. So I want to hear where y'all got some of these players. Um. And we're going to have some of these guys move around once we get out of training camp. So it's subjective, and it's right now. And I was going to say June 30th, July 1st, which, by the way, July 1st is also Bobby Vanilla Day. For for baseball fans, you guys know who Bobby Vanilla is. Uh, was it Bonilla? Because I know two, which one is it? Bobby Bonilla? Bobby Bonilla. Pretty sure it's Bobby Bonilla. But um, for those who don't know, he used to play for the Mets. And the Mets had an opportunity to buy him out, I think, for like $5.9 million back in 2000. 
maybe a lot of maybe a lot of money at that time. I, I don't know. I don't know the baseball economics in two thousand. I just watched Bonilla. Did I get that right? Bonilla. Yeah. Thank you, B four seven. Bobby Bonilla. And instead, they said, "Well, we we don't want to pay you all that money." So, for whatever reason, they decided to say, "All right, we're going to pay you one point nine three million dollars per year from the year two thousand and eleven to two thousand and thirty five. Are you kidding me? If I'm Bobby, I'm like, hell yeah. So of course he did that, and now every year on July first, first he gets a a big fat check that goes into his account, direct deposit, $1.19 million for the next 13 more years. So they are in the 12th installment of that, and it's it's one of the greatest sports finesses of all time, right? Like, that has to be. Like, he doesn't have to do anything. He just wakes up, and I make $1.19 million for a sport that I haven't played in. I don't know when he retired, but I, I'd imagine about at least 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, so... Salute to you, Bobby B. Continue to finesse these boys out here because we know the ownership don't give a damn about y'all players. So get your money, man. Get your money. Toxic said that deal was crazy, especially the reason why they did it. Yeah, go in and, and, and read into the details of it. It's it's fascinating, man. And I remember growing up, I say growing up as if that long ago. But seriously, though, it was on SportsCenter a lot. Before SportsCenter, and J.J. Reddick had an excellent take on this, before ESPN started to do debate shows all day. Um, it, it was usually reruns. It was usually uh, updates. ESPN News was kind of new at that time, and you would always on July 1st, this was a big deal. So uh, I don't know if they're doing it anymore. I don't watch it as much as I used to because I do this whole thing. Iceberg said it's a whole Ponzi scheme thing. Hey, man, get that money, dog. Get that money. As Joey said, get that money, King. All right, y'all, let's get into the roundup real quick. Not going to be a long roundup. Um, got some training camp dates. Still don't know when I'm going to be there, but we got some training camp dates. There's a lot surrounding all that. It's time. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. All right, here we go. Morning roundup today. We're going to talk about some of the dates that drop for training camp because, I, I mean, some people don't. They're not on Twitter. Some people don't have the updates on uh, the Cowboys website in their in their app. And if you aren't, well, I got you covered. It did drop randomly yesterday in the middle of the day. So this year has to be one of the shortest training camp open practices availabilities that I've seen in quite some time. Maybe maybe ever that that I've been aware. Only 13 practices are open to Cowboys fans. And that's because they elected to do two joint practices and not in Oxnard. Last year it was the Rams that came to Oxnard so no big deal. And I think a few years ago, same thing. This year, they're traveling to Denver and they're traveling to LA. So before we get to that point, they arrived July 25th. The first open practice is July 27th. The final open practice is August 10th, which it probably won't be much. I remember last year, uh, 
the practice was real quick, and Dak, if I'm not mistaken, was just throwing the ball to Amari Cooper at, at the last day, and it was a big deal. We'll see what they'll do this this year because they'll be ramping up for the joint practice after August 10th. They're going to be flying out to Denver for their joint practice and then the preseason game. Um, and then here's the part that sucks. All right, cool. They're, they're going to have a joint practice in L.A. with the Chargers. No big deal. They'll probably take a bus down there. I don't know how far it is. I don't think it's that far. Problem is... It's not open to Cowboys fans. It's only open to L.A. Charger fans that have season tickets. So if you got a season ticket friend that's a Chargers fan and they want to take you, then yeah, cool. But if not, you're not going to be able to see that joint practice, which it, it didn't come to me till a few weeks ago that, oh, snap, we're traveling. The Cowboys are traveling to L.A. They're not coming to Oxnard. So right then and there, I was like, wait a minute, I, I don't think there's going to be many practices open, and then boom, there we go, only 13. So this is a really short chance to catch the Dallas Cowboys out, Oxnard. Um, personally, I don't know which date I'll be out there. There's there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes, um, but I still intend to be out there, probably towards the end, to be honest with you, uh, of the, the Oxnard portion of camp, but I will most definitely – be there for you guys, Cowboys Nation, in Dallas every single practice unless something crazy happens. Even if they practice at not they, and they've done it before. Uh, last year, they practiced at like 9 o'clock or something like that. Uh, I'll, I'll probably just report out there. I'll do a quick little live stream maybe here or maybe I'll do a quick live stream out at practice uh, just to give you a quick update. And then, boom, I'm right at practice grabbing some film, grabbing some notes. That way I can report back to you the next morning. Uh, of what's happening so a lot going on um i can't tell you exactly when i'll be there but i'll try to be there for y'all and give y'all the 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 best my my best i should say um explanation of what i'm seeing out there rodney so rodney says law nation please explain why we haven't picked up a well i hate to break it to you rodney but i ain't law nation (laughs) Unless, unless my guy Law's in the building. Is Law in the building? I, I don't see Law up in here. Kind of hard to get us confused, my guy. I don't got the illustrious Hall of Fame beard and voice. I don't got that popping, man. So, And I'm light-skinned. So kind of hard to get us confused, Rodney. But uh, I'll ask answer your question. Please explain why we haven't picked up a... Never mind, I can't answer your question because you ain't finishing, bro. <laughs> um toxic <laughs> I swear look look let me tell you this you can troll me I'm going to give you I'm going to give you permission to troll the hell out of me all season as long as he's on the roster if he makes the roster but if he don't we're going to come up with some type of bet me and you over the next few weeks we're going to come up with some type of bet maybe you got to change your name I don't know but we're going to figure something out PZ said the Chargers are still mad. We filled their house with blue and silver. You know what? That PZ, I wonder if that holds some weight. Like, why would you not want the Cowboy fans at that Chargers practice? Unless there's limited seats or what have you. But you know we'd fill that place up, man. And if you have concessions, you you make money. But hey, you know whatever. Uh, 
we need firsthand accounts, Scott. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, uh, Lamitra, and I'm going to try my best to do that. <laughs> Man, there's some crazy things going on behind the scenes, y'all. Uh, Trey said, Law Walker still. <laughs> Rodney, man, how'd you confuse us? That's interesting. Joey said, put the pads on as a walk-on wheel. Hit them with that Skywalker steel. Joey, do you want me to report back to y'all? Y'all ever see that? Uh, I'm not one of those fans that be like, man, put, suit me up. I'll be great. You ever see that video where the kid, man, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but it's, it was a parody, whatever. Where it was like one of those like make-a-wish things. And he's like, his wish is to score a touchdown in high school. And they give him the ball. And all, the one team is clearing it out. And he gets he gets to the clear. He gets to about the 20-yard line. And then this random dude just comes out of nowhere and just lays him out. That'd probably be me. <laughs> That'd probably be me. Yeah, I was like, yo, why, why Sky ain't here this morning? Well, I'm in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. He got he got hit pretty hard, man. It was fake though, so I'm not making fun of a real life situation. It was it was just comedy. It was parody. So don't cancel me. Cancel culture. Mel says Sky Lakers getting Kyrie. Let's go. Hey, hey, Mel. I've learned my lesson a few years ago with the um. Now I'm having a brain fart. Kawhi Leonard situation. I'm chilling. I did I did call the LeBron thing, but I'm I'm chilling, Mel, until until it happens. I will gladly take a swap of Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. That doesn't guarantee anything, but it's definitely an upgrade at the position and it's a better fit. So that's my basketball take for right now. Don't get it twisted. Your boy no no hoops. I just talk cowboys. Um but it's been a rough couple years. Been a rough couple years, Mel. But uh if we can get him, man, it'd be great. Rodney said, okay, so low. Can you still call me law? <laughs> let me let me not make maybe Rodney only can hear. Let me put on the voice if you think I'm law nation. So what do you think about boss man fat, aka Kelvin Joseph? Um let me tell you about Kelvin Joseph. You should know Sif. No, I'm just playing. Um Kelvin Joseph, he was actually, when we, when we get to rankings, I had him in the bottom half of the roster. I had him from 40 to 31. So that should tell you what I think about him at this moment. I think he has the ability to move up on this roster, uh, but he's got to show it to us. <laughs> he got to show it to us. Right now, I, I can't I can't in good faith put Kelvin Joseph as, as one of our best players yet until he, until he proves it. Juxtapose to Adam Max says. <laughs> Yes, sir. Laker Nation, baby. All right, let's let's go ahead and start to reveal this list. I got we're gonna do 35 to 31 in the first part of the show. And I said, like I said, man, there's gonna be some pushback, and I'm interested. Oh, by the way, call in for it too. 351-999-3787. And let me know what y'all think about this list. Mind you, again, we're talking about right now. And the question that we ask at the end of the, the list is, who do you think will have a chance to move up? I think training camp is going to allow a lot of these dudes to move up in our rankings. And my ranks, I say our because I have y'all part of this whole thing. It's, it's really hard to just say me. Laws of T.I. Cowboy. He do be flowing, don't he? <laughs> I asked Law about that a couple years ago. Like, 
he is the master of of the, the spit and flow style, and then he get to his point. But he he keep you hooked with his with his I call it rapping pastor skills. He's like a rapping pastor, and then then he hit you with his with the what, what he has to say at the end of it. But boy, he be flow. All right, let's get to this first part, and don't throw no tomatoes at me with this man. Number thirty, I got my guy. CJ Goodwin. And I actually meant, I'm so mad I forgot about this till just now. I wanted to clip the interview, uh, a section of the interview I did with CJ. Man, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done was CJ Goodwin. Kenny Gant might be number one because it was so deep, but CJ's was was so fun, so real. He kept it a buck. He, he straight up told me, hey, man, I might be listed as cornerback, but I ain't no goddamn cornerback. Like, I knew I was going to have to make my money being a premium special teams player. So, that's what he ended up being throughout his career. And with Dallas, I think he's been the best special teams player of, of his career. And it's why he continues to stick around. So if you're wondering why I have a special teams guy ahead of some of the other guys like the Sean McEwens, the Noahs, and uh, a couple of the other dudes, the Watkins, it's because I think CJ is better at his position than some of those guys. But I also have to be real, right, that I can't put him too far up because it's it's not as if he was, is an all-pro kicker and things like that. But I think he deserved to be in this top 30. So I did that. Um, I, I have C.J. Goodwin as my 30th-ranked player to date on the Cowboys roster. So, I, I you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. The heat is turned up just a little bit on C.J. Goodwin because of De'Ron Bland. And he has a, a cheap four-year contract over the next year, four years. And C.J. Goodwin only has one year left. But if there was a guy to continue to keep around for for the low low, C.J. is one of them. He's one of them. And then at 29, well, let me get to y'all comments real quick. D-Shift says C.J. contributes to the team more than those guys. Absolutely. And you could argue in a way maybe more than some of the guys above him. But um, I think this is about right for C.J. No, I think it's about right. Shift says 2019 made me appreciate special teams players. You know, I think 2020 really got me into it. 2019 made me appreciate in a sense, probably the way, same way you, you appreciate these shift because it was disastrous, <laughs> but 2020, we saw an improvement and we saw, and, and CJ actually did some, some, some defensive things too. I thought it was cool. Uh, but we saw CJ Goodwin do some great things on special teams from a trick play standpoint, from, you know, blocking, from tackling, just everything special teams, I thought he was fantastic. And if there was just a Pro Bowl, multiple slots for a special teams guy, I think CJ should be on it. Maybe that's something they should do moving forward. They only give it to one guy um, from each conference, but in reality, I think it should be multiple guys. Yeah, Steve Tasker and I think Matthew Slater should be Hall of Fame special team dude. Marcelo B, are you? Do you mean CJ is our modern day Bill Bates? That's what I would think you're saying. All right, twenty nine. I got. Here's one where I wonder how y'all feel about this one because Jalen Tobert right now is is you know a fan favorite, right? And rightfully so. Dude's been doing everything in in OTAs and well, he was out of OTAs for the most part, but in minicamp and the few practices he's had, Dak thinks highly of him, and. You know, given the opportunity, Jalen Tober can be a productive receiver on this team. 
With that said, and this is what makes the rankings tough when you include these rookies. I've only got one rookie cracking the top 20. I probably already know who that is. The rest of them are either in that tier one, tier two of the best of the rest, or they're, you know, 21 through through 40. And I think that's fair, in my opinion. In fact, I don't even think I have a rookie in the top 20 now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't even have a rookie in the top 20. And it's not because I don't think they can crack the top 20, right, y'all? Like, I obviously think Jalen Tobert, by season's end, could put himself in the, in the top 20. Same thing with the, some of the other rookies. It's, again, I'm just trying to be fair to some of the other guys who are more proven in the league, um, whether it be over a number of years, whether it have been last year. But it's one of those things where it gets tricky when we get to this part of the list because you got to balance potential, current skills, the pedigree. You know, have they maxed out? Floor, ceiling. It's, it's a lot. So that's why it makes it interesting. Um, so is Jalen Tober too low? I'm not even going to say too high. I know damn well he ain't too high. I, I battled myself putting him higher uh, without being, you know, one of those fans, you know, who think, oh, Jalen Tober's all pro. He's going to help make you forget about X, Y, Z, and we're going to the Super Bowl. That that ain't that ain't the type of fan I am. Y'all know that. So I think he can definitely be higher. And the fact that I'll ask this question is silly, the one where who has the greatest chance to finish higher by season's end. You don't even got to see the rest of the list. I think it's Jalen Tober. Matish says, does this show how bad the roster is that rookies are getting into the top 20? So my bad, Matish, and, and I'll continue as we go on. I, I don't think I have rookie a rookie in the top 20. They definitely can finish in the top 20, but I don't think I have one. Um, so, all right, th- here's the first two. Number 30, C.J. Goodwin, number 29, Jalen Tobert. I want to see if, if that's about right for Jalen. I, I figure Jalen might get a little bit pushback. Uh, D-Shift, Tober in top 30, not top 20. Is that an agreement? Rookies are TBD, which makes it tough. Uh, tw- uh, Swain said Tober will eat from the double teams on CD. And wait till you see the guy I got above him. Um, hard to rank a rookie. Yeah. What's good, Cedric? Ultra says too low. Tober's going to be a stud. I, I I think Tobert, by the way, my favorite pick in the draft. Y'all, if you go back and watch the draft show, I was the most elated to get him. Um, so I think Tobert, probably by season's end, will be very reminiscent of Michael Gallup's ascension by season's end of his rookie year. I remember that. Michael Gallup was kind of forgotten for about 15 weeks or 14 weeks or whatever it is. It wasn't until towards the end of the season where he started to come on, and he even talked about how Alan Hearns helped him take that next step as a rookie. Now, I think Tobert comes in much more mature from a receiving standpoint and better than Michael Gallup. So I think we can see Tobert kind of start to ascend much earlier, especially because he'll have the opportunity to. But by next year, I think we'll be looking at Tobert like, hey, can he compete with Michael Gallup for wide receiver too? I, I do think he has the type of talent. James says, we need him, and I got to see it. I can respect ranking a third-round receiver that high just based off of the value you see these guys are bringing in. So so you think – so I didn't think 29 was, was going to be considered high to y'all. I thought some of y'all would say uh, too low. 
And Mel, yeah, Gallup definitely balled out in the Rams game. And and that's what I think, if I remember the conversation, the interview, they asked him about that game and things like that. And he kind of, he basically said, hey, you know, I want to give thanks to Alan Hurts. He helped me out. Let me, on Facebook, let me take care of this real quick. Wait a minute. Okay, that's weird. All right, let's get to uh, our guy, Sam Uroh, who has to explain something to me, Sam. Sam, Sam, what's up with the Washington stuff yesterday, Sam? Well, what did I do? I, 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 you know, I just, I just, little birdie, I saw you in the Washington chat, you know, we and us and, you know, was that you or was you hacked? Oh, no, I was trolling. Okay, all right, all right, so I figured you was trolling. I gotta, just got to make sure. Uh, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was okay. concerned. I was like, "What did I do?" No, I, I, I troll sometimes, but it's all, it's all in their spine. I Good. like, I, I like the Commanders more than the Eagles, so I like to be like, like the Commanders better than the Eagles. I actually, low key, think the the Commanders are actually better than the Eagles here, despite all the, all the drama they, all the you know, confusion they're you know, they're trying to say. It's because like, I think that the Commanders roster is going to be better, but I, I don't. No, no, I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. I ain't no, no, there, no. So. You, you ain't got it. All you had to do is say I was trolling. That's I got you, bro. You here every day. I know you die hard. I was just a little bit confused. I was like, oh wait, what? Wait a minute. Do we have a uh, double agent yeah. in the chat? Oh heck no! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, Sam. That's, that's all I called in. Sam, you gotta um, be careful, man, because because Danny was like, hey, hey, you wanna make a call? I will make. I, I, I pay houses. <laughs> You better be careful. <laughs> nah, nah. nah, I'm good. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show, though. All right, Sam. Appreciate you, dog. Have a good weekend. You too. Happy 4th. Yes, sir. Ah, oh, man. Good fun. Good fun. Just mess. I, I figured you was trolling, Sam. I, I'm glad you called in to, to uh, kind of figure that out. <laughs> Toxic. Jimmy McNaught. Let me make sure I get this together. What the f*** I do? <laughs> Salute to the GOAT show. One of. All right, uh, let's get back to this real quick because I want to know if this should be switched. Number 28. James Washington. Randy Watson. James Washington. I got James Washington ranked ahead of Jalen Tober. I know that's going to piss off some Tober fans. But let me explain myself. First of all, draft pedigree aside, granted he was drafted a while ago, James Washington was a better receiver coming out of college than Jalen Tobert. I believe he won the Belitnikoff Award. I believe he was a second-round pick. And when he had a quarterback that was capable that season of getting him the rock, he put up a solid year, 700 yards, six tutties. Yeah, that's a good solid year for a, a wide receiver, two, three guy. Then noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger happened. And the other cat from, I believe, wasn't he Oklahoma State too? Happened. And James Washington kind of just became, my, my apologies, kind of just became an afterthought. 
But his talent didn't, in my opinion. I still think he's talented, given the opportunities to to do these type of things. So I put it, their, t- their tags are touching. It's not like I got James in top 15, top 20, but their tags are touching. And I did that for a reason, because I do think that James and, and Tolbert, talent-wise, is comparable. They just are different type of receivers. So I don't think this is too far-fetched, but I wonder how y'all feel. Got James Washington at 28, Tolbert at 29. I just seen James do it in the league. And again, that's the that's a tricky part about ranking the rookies is that you just haven't seen them. All I can really do is go off of potential and, and pedigree. I want to make sure I put that in there. And I, I think James has the pedigree. I mean, like I said, Belitnikoff award winner, second-round pick, and he has, he has a season that granted was two or three seasons ago where he showed his value uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then to Ben, man, Ben barely can get that thing out. So 28, James, 29, Tolbert. How y'all feeling about that? Hmm? The more and more I think about our wide receiver group, the more I like them. Yeah, I think this, once you get Gallup back, I think we have to kind of separate the fact that, yeah, it sucked losing Cooper to a lot of us. I know some of y'all think he sucks. He's soft. He ain't shit, whatever. But yeah, that sucks. But it doesn't mean you're in a 2018 situation. Your wide receiver room, once Gallup returns, is is enough to be able to be a very productive passing offense. Sir says, James Washington has the potential to break out in the Cowboys system. Yeah, I think he can. I think his ceiling in this system is Randall Cobb 2019. Antoine said, I understand why Sky, he can ball. People are underestimating J-Dub. It's a possibility, too. He, he could be underestimated right now. Peasy's cool with it. Captain says, James Washington will thrive with Dak. Trade a fourth for Coop. <laughs> Ultra says, by week eight, Tobert will replace Washington in the starting lineup. And Dak ain't Mason Rudolph, D-Shift. Mason Rudolph, absolutely, D-Shift. Well, well, here's the thing, Ultra Cowboy. I actually think that that Tolbert's going to start to open the season. I hope at least it, it goes this route. J- Tolbert out on the outside as your ex. He might even have to be, honestly, he might not have to be ex number one first few weeks because I don't know if Tolbert can handle that physicality at the line of scrimmage just yet. But regardless, Tolbert and Lamb as your boundary-wide receivers and then Washington in the slot. That's how I would do it to start the season. I know that Big Mike loves to have this versatility, and that's fine. I'm not saying these guys got to play 80 90% at one position, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to see a, a, a C.D. Lamb 70-30 split as opposed to a, the other way around, 70% outside, 30% inside, and not 70% inside, 30% outside, but, but I digress. Because I feel like early on, don't put too much on Jalen Tobert's plate. And Dak has to trust somebody. I mean, if, if it's only C.D. Lamb, he hasn't played with Jalen. He hasn't played with Washington. He's got to develop that trust early on. And I feel like Washington being the veteran and having played inside in the slot, let him get that first crack at it to develop some chemistry. And if it's if it clicks, then he's your guy that's 70% inside, 30% outside. Because we've seen him click with the, the, the Seds, the Beasleys, the Lambs when he was 90% inside, um, the Cobbs, right? So 
that's kind of how I want to see it in Ultra. I think he will start Tobert early. The question comes when Gallup returns. It's it's one of those those questions that can't be answered right now, but what if James Washington is having good chemistry and synergy with Dak? What if Jalen Tobert is looking good early on? Now Michael Gallup comes back. Somebody's got to sit the bench. They're not the Cowboys don't run four wide that much. So somebody has to sit down. That's going to be interesting. James says, Ruff, we are really dependent on a rookie. I got to see it. A lot of that, yeah. And see, there's a there's a sector of the fan base that, hey, man, young guys, right? They're, they're, the young guys wouldn't get better. We're, you know, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But so was the rest of the league, if that's the thought process, right? Like every other team's young guys are supposed to get better too. And when Dak said, Hey, yeah, man, we're, we're going to be relying on some of these first and second year players. To me, I took that as, yeah, because we got to. We got to. It's cool to rely on a few of them, right? A handful of them. But I feel like half of our roster is dependent on rookies and second year players to take that next home. And I would have loved to add more quality tier one, tier two players to help us get over that hump. And. I just, you know, I know we're about to go in this rabbit hole and I don't want to do it, but I feel like our front office underestimates the amount of money you do have to spend to win. Bengals depended on Chase and it depended on uh, Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to depend on some of them. I don't know how many Super Bowl teams are dependent on year one, year two players, where it's half of their roster, right? Like we're going to need our top four picks this year to show something. And then probably our top five, six picks last year to show something. That's what nine, 10 players right there. That's half starters, right? Of your team. And it's not like we added a bunch of outside guys. So then some of the undrafted guys. Some of the role role players, I mean, down roster role players. It's a lot of hoping and praying that either A, unproven or super young guys get us over the hump. I just haven't seen that in the league over the last half decade. I feel like I have seen the other way around where teams got over the hump because they went out and got quality veterans to help them get over the hump. But I digress. Let's get back to the list. All right, let's get to the final two here. Chauncey Golston and Terrell Basham. Again, you could probably you could probably mix around this top 30 to 26, but I think they I think this is a respectable grouping. But I got Chauncey Golston and Terrell Basham. Some some would actually put Basham probably in the 40-ish range, but I kept I've watched his film a few times this year when we've done shows, and I'm I was I'm not saying I was overly impressed, but I was encouraged. I'm like, I you know as a rotational defensive end, I have no issue with Terrell Basham, none whatsoever. Um, I, I also think he's good for the locker room too, but that's a different story. We're just talking about on the field. Chauncey's the interesting one because. While the question is who has the greatest chance to finish higher by season's end, I think it's Jalen Tober without a doubt. 
I actually think Chauncey is on his heels because I like this move into to, to the three tech as and as a five tech. I think it's going to help utilize his strengths more and mitigate his weaknesses, length, quickness against guards. I, I really like the prospects of Chauncey, not as much as Inosa, but I like the prospects of Chauncey. So here's my top 30 to 26. CJ Goodwin, Jalen Tober, James Washington, Chauncey Golson, and that 26, Terrell Basham. How we feeling about that? I'll get into the chat. Ultra says, if Cowboys hit on Tyler Smith and Sam, it's a done deal for these. I think they will. But I think then we have to define hit. Because you know, you know what? AB's technically a hit. Jordan Lewis is technically a hit. But are they were they are they good enough hits to get you over, right? I, I think I think if Tyler Smith and Sam Williams for it to be a done deal in the NFC East, you're talking about a Micah Parsons hit, a Trayvon Diggs hit, right? Perennial pro bowler, all pro type of guys. D-Block says, nah, I think the front office knows it takes money to win a chip, but they don't want to win. They just want to make money and stay in the mix as a team. Well, I ain't going to argue with you. D-Shift said, Bash needs to produce the way he performs for a camera, but he cool, though. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Uh, and th- that's why the the behind-the-scenes stuff is 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 tricky because when, when players, I'm not saying this is you, Shift, show their personalities – you sometimes see this. And I, again, I don't I don't want to I'm not singling you out because I saw it on Twitter. Somebody said that when Dak was celebrating drinking a beer at the Rangers game, somebody was like, I don't want to see him at a Rangers game. I want to see him out there practicing and performing better on the field. Well, what are you talking about? Not, not you. But what are you talking about? These guys have lives, right? Um, so that is the thing when you go behind the scenes. You'd be like, well, shoot, man, why are you a class clown? Go out here and be better. But I think he is... He's fine for what he is. Now, let me ask y'all this about him. Because I saw my guy Foot. Shout out to Foot the King. He said he thinks Basham gets cut. Do we see Terrell Basham being a guy that can get cut? It, you know, when you think about it, it's not far-fetched if somebody, one of these off uh, undrafted free agents can step up. King said, I'm curious, Scott, are you planning to go back to the list during slash after the season? So this is what I'm going to do, King. And maybe I should have put this in the title. Pre-training camp rankings. And my question at the end of all the list is, who has the greatest chance to be at the top by season's end? But really, I should say camp's end because I think I'm going to go ahead and run this back towards the end of camp. You know what? Now nah, we're probably going to do a 53-man roster prediction towards the end of camp. So, yeah, I'll run it back by the end of the season. Some of these guys are not going to be here probably. So, yeah, I'll revisit it. I'm not doing that, Trey. We're not we're not doing that. Ultra said the only free agent I wanted was Bobby Wagner. The others I would pass on. I really don't want to derail my show today, but I just find that truly, truly hard to believe, Ultra. Is it because money? 
Because at this point, I, I truly don't give a damn. If you're only going to give out one monster contract, big contract, I don't care. Just give me a top tier player. What are we? What are we saving this money for? Safe word. Is it because of the money? Because there are a lot of good players that the Cowboys could have had, but the Bobby Wagner one was was very obtainable and attainable, and they didn't do that one. Sure. <laughs> Rodney calling Skylaw Nation reminds me of when Diggs, when Diggs' kid confused Dak for Mahomes. Facts. Arthur said it's a numbers game. They can see that. Right, right, right. I um, I like Terrell's role, but but like you said, it's a numbers game. If whew, a lot of defensive ends in that room, man, I, I don't know, man. I feel like he's a, he's a quality rotation guy. But yeah, sure. If if a was a Tuafu or. A big cat or one of these other defensive ends shows up and they're like, yo, we like this cat. He could be on that. He could be on the axe. Ultra says, maybe they're saving the money for the trade deadline. Would you put money on that? Eagles are trash. And Japanese says, Bobby Wagner was a major loss. We definitely could have had him. He could have excelled Micah so far, so much faster with his, his linebacker IQ. Bro, that was <laughs> Kevin Harper. Sky angry as f corner time because like y'all gotta understand. I I'm a I'm really j- just as much of a diehard fan as y'all, and re- reporting on the team daily or covering the team daily, you you do have to be able to separate that sometimes. It's hard as hell. It's not it's not possible to do it every time. So. I don't always show the emotion on here, but y'all know I do when I get into it with certain uh, viewers or what have you, or I just have an issue with the front office or a move or whatever. But that one right there irked me because I feel like it was one of the most attainable hump signings that you could have made in the last 20 years. I, how, I, let me ask y'all this. The Dallas Cowboys could have not signed another single person, but I guarantee you if they signed Bobby Wagner, we all would have been singing a little bit of a different tune um, going into this season. And I'm not saying Bobby Wagner is going to literally take you to the Super Bowl, but I think he puts you closer to that than James Washington and, and, and Tober, um, not Tober, James Washington and Dante Fowler. And you could have still had James Washington and Dante Fowler. It's not like you, you use that money to go get other high-priced guys, but I digress. That was an easy one. Dan Quinn reunion. Maybe the best leader you would have had from an outside standpoint since you signed Gerald McCoy. And Gerald McCoy was over the hill at that time, injury-wise. So it was a no-brainer, man. Wow, look like no goddamn Joe Pesci. Kevin said, let it out, Sky. I know I know you do all season. Ask, ask my guy, my brother, Jesse. Jesse Holly during during the season, bro. It's And we just talking. It's Friday, right? It's so hard. People don't realize how hard it is to be so dialed in as we are during the game. And I'm dialed in. I need room. I tell y'all, if y'all see me at these games, hey, what's up? Love you to death. Appreciate you. You know what I mean? It's truly. I do. Game's on real quick. But don't back up. It, like, like you got to back up because I'm invested in it emotionally and I love it. That's just been me. I'm very passionate. I've been a passionate player. I'm a passionate broadcaster or whatever. And then 
immediately when that thing is over, we press live. And y'all see it during the season. I'm like, hey, Jesse, take this over real quick. I got to collect myself because I don't want the fandom to just I, – I, I'm not Shang – like, Shango salute. Shango, he's like, I don't give a damn. I'm letting it all out. I can't do that because I want to make sure I give y'all the correct thoughts of how I feel at that time and in the right way, and it's not just a ramble. So it's a challenge. It's still a challenge for me, y'all. Still a challenge. Well, who is Malik Davis? He's the running back from uh, Florida. Scott needs 15-minute segments with a subject that pissed him off. Angry Scott. Hey, Trey. We might have to change. We, we, we might have to do that. We might have to do something where after the games, you know, post-game show, halftime show, whatever, just like, all right, give me a few minutes and just let me go. And now the real show starts. Yummy. All right, let me get this uh, second part ready for y'all. Because I think this second part is interesting, too. So I got that tuned up, tuning up the music. D. Schiff said, y'all want Angry Sky? Legend has it. You just have to say three letters, PFF. <laughs> no. Remember yesterday, my man called in and was like, Skip Bayless. I didn't even get angry. I was just disappointed. Salute to... Uh, Super Chat. I remember, Eagles are trash in Japanese or in anime. You think five dollar donation? You think that you think they're saving that Amazon money for TP, or maybe they'll have their eyes on someone not a free agent yet? Thank you, uh, Toxic. If I missed a few others, I'll, I'll get to it right now. Do I think they're saving it for TP? I say no at this moment. But let me ask y'all something. Let me let me turn around on y'all. If TP has a 850 rushing yard season, averages over five yards per carry again, which he's been doing his whole career, and then he has 750, 800 receiving yards, five touchdowns, six touchdowns, but he does it in less than 300 touches or 320 touches, whatever it is, right? I'd argue, yeah, I'd pay him. But I don't think you're going to be able to pay him and Zeke. I think they're probably looking at, I know I know Zeke truthers are not going to hate this, but I think they're looking at the Zeke contract as a mistake, and they're probably going to be like, well, we don't we don't want to we don't want to pay a running back again. But if I can get Tony Pollard on a Austin Eckler type deal, I'm doing that all day if he shows to have an Austin Eckler type season. So I would do it if he looks that way. But if it's another one of those seasons where we're asking for Tony Pollard to get the rock. He's got eight, nine games where he sees it five or less times. He finishes the year with, you know, 600 rushing yards, 700 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 30 receptions for 300 yards. It's like they're not going to pay him. They're probably going to look at him as, nah, we're good. Angry Walker. That's funny. Oh, we got one super chat. I, I, didn't, miss, I didn't miss too many. All right, cool, cool, cool. King says they should draft a running back early, to be honest. Yes, I, I personally am more of the draft a running back route, but I do like the possibilities of bringing back a Tony Pollard um, if he shows he can handle a little bit more. I think he can, but they, he obviously has to show it because they haven't given him that opportunity. All right, y'all know the deal. Before I get to the second part of the show, we got to talk about this week's ride of the week, which is the 2022 Hyundai Tucson and... 
2022 Hyundai Tucson sports a daring new design that seems destined to shake up the compact SUV marketplace. All models are fairly equipped with the Tucson, and the Tucson is among the most stylish options in the segment. It goes head-to-head with several strong rivals such as the Hyundai CR-V, the Mazda CX-5, and the Toyota RAV, but the new Tucson has brought its A-game and earned an Editor's Choice Award for 2022. So make sure y'all check out uh, the Hyundai Tucson, which is our Freeman Hyundai Ride of the Week. You can either do that at freemanhyundai.com or visit Freeman Hyundai in Irving, Texas. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of a million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Hey. <laughs> when Sky get angry, cartoon smoke come out of his ears. Is that a thing now? Did y'all make this a thing on Vacha's show? Angry Sky? Y'all know this ain't new. Same new man. Um, Trey says, I think the running back room will look different next year. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, Trey, I think we were kind of teasing that during the season last year. We were like, yo, it's a very possibility that at the end of TP's contract, both of these dudes could be gone. I just find it hard. How, how do you how do you justify? No, we did try to justify. How do you justify though paying having Zeke account for 16, 17 million on your cap if he doesn't have a like a crazy year? You know, if he continues to get dinged up, if he only has thousand and two yards, and, and I think it's not the greatest of a pass catchers again. How do you say, yeah, we're going to bring that back for 16, 17 million? You can't, you can't do that. So he would have to have 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, 500 receiving yards, four or five. Like he'd have to have an all pro, Pro Bowl, legitimate Pro Bowl type year to justify keeping him on the books. And that's no knock on him. That just is what it is. I feel like I'm hearing double in my ear. Shout out to the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week, or Freeman Hyundai Ride of the Week. Oh, King, man, listen. King said, you look like you wanted to strangle Vach when he was talking to Sean Coop the other day. And that's and that's, and that's that's what I love about the show with Vach is he don't care that I will, and I told him that when I decided to come on board with the first show. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I would definitely hold Vach accountable. I, I would, de- like, if, if he got to check me, he would check me. If I got to check Vach, I'll check Vach. And that's the beauty of our relationship on air is that, you know, I can I can combat what he says there. And But that one particular. And I was, y'all heard me. I said, I'm, a, I'm holding back. Because I didn't like the direction this all of a sudden went with Amari Cooper. And it wasn't just him. I think it was a, it was a, 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 a a culmination of all the fans, all of a sudden, he ain't shit. When literally four months ago, we was like, why weren't we getting him the ball more? So, it just all came to a head, and I did a good job. Y'all. I wasn't super angry, Sky, but I, I did. I did kind of lose it a little bit. Sky, the angry Sky is a shit. You say what we are thinking and getting it out there, much respect. Yeah, but 
You know, I just got to do it in a, in a, in a organized way. You know I mean? All right, let's get to the second part of the list. And I'm just going to put this whole list up there. We're not going to roll it out one at a time. Number 25, got Tyler Biotish. And at 24, Tyler Smith. So the two Tylers, their tags are touching. One could say, well, why you got the rookie above the, the, the veteran? By the way, y'all, Tyler Smith, you should probably know by now because we kind of already listed them all. But if you don't, he is the highest rated rookie of them all. But I don't have him in the top 20, top 10, top 15. So I'm not on some Homer-ish. I think this is a respectable ranking as we keep moving here. But with that said, the question that I always keep saying, who has the greatest chance to finish higher by season's end? Oh, without a doubt. It's Tyler Smith on this roster. I mean, on this uh, this ranking. One, because he's a starter. Well, should be. Two, because he plays a position I deem to be one of the more smoother transitions in this league. Offensive guard. I got running back, offensive guard as a two easier, and I hate to use that term easy, easier positions to transition in this league. Now, here we're, here's where it gets tricky, though. From everything that, that we can kind of take in from the reports, Tyler Smith is your swing tackle right now. Or at the very least, your left swing tackle, not your right. And he, he's progressed from a tackle standpoint, but I still would rather have a veteran so we can keep him in there at offensive guard, but it sounds like he's going to be a swing. So you could argue Tyler could be higher, but I, I think Tyler above, above, above Tyler Biotish is not a, a, a super stretch, but you could put an asterisk there because he's a rookie. In regards to Biotish, I think being in the top 25 is not necessarily a horrible thing. Um, he's your highest ranked non premium pedigree offensive lineman on this roster. You're like, what? That's all. That's a mouthful. So of all the guys, Tyler Smith, uh, Zach, Tyron Smith. He's not the highest. Cause I just thought about <laughs> Terrence Steele, which is going to be funny. We all see he's at, I have, I have Terrence above Tyler. I think that's fair though. Uh, then to round out the list, Dante Fowler Jr., LVE, and Donovan Wilson. Let me tell y'all, LVE actually, I I dropped him. I had him higher, but I, I couldn't I I couldn't rank the person that I switched him with lower than him based off of their trajectory over the last year and a half. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, and then number twenty one, Dono. A lot of people could probably say you could drop Donovan lower. Um, but I don't want us to forget. I think Donovan Wilson is, is is very talented, and I think he could have a a quality reserve impact. There was a point in time where Jeff Heath was a very quality third safety. Like, no one complained about Jeff Heath coming in as a third guy. I think Donovan Wilson can be better than peak Jeff Heath as a third safety. So I, I have Donald just missing the top 20, but I think that's fair. So there it is, 25 through 21. How we feeling? Let me know where I'm right, where I'm wrong. Where I'm right, where I'm wrong. 
somebody asked earlier, is Zeke going to be in that 25-21? No, I'm not doing that now. Like, like, don't get it twisted. Just because I think Zeke is a different back and he's may, maybe not be the beast he once was, I still think he is one of the premium players on this team. Tyler, be honest. Um, let, me, let me see here. I'm not seeing too much pushback. Is is there an issue with Tyler Smith being ranked above Tyler Biotis? Let me ask that specifically because I feel good about that one, but I can see if some people have pushback. I want to know what y'all thought. Primetime says, I think Tyler Smith will be our third best lineman, a battle between him and Steele. Very high on Steele. Smith could be at the top of the list. Missing out, just missing outside the top 20. I think he will be. I think by season's end, hell, maybe at the end of camp, he will be. Sin City says, love that you have Dono at 21. I was expecting in the high 30s. Yeah, I'm, for those that have been around, I'm much more, I'm much more of a fan of Dono than maybe some would think. And the beauty of having Dono be your third safety is that, it happened due to how well J. Ron Kurtz played. So we should not have any problem with Donovan Wilson being your third safety because Curse absolutely balled out. King says, honestly, Tyler might actually have a future at left tackle based on what we've heard about his willingness to learn. He absolutely does have a future at left tackle. The question for me has always been, when? Is it the near future? Or is it later on because if it's the near future meaning a Tyron Smith woke up in his back hurt week six if you bust that move do you go back to it do you slide him back in the guard when when Tyron Smith I mean it's Tyron Smith so obviously you do it but what if he looks good (laughs) you know what if he looks or what if he just fails miserably now you kind of put him in a hole so it's like in a perfect world I would I want him to focus at guard right now and then eventually slide out the tackle. That's not unheard of. That happens. But I don't think this is going to be a perfect world. And I think we'll end up seeing Tyler out there at left tackle this year because Matt Walesco, I don't I don't know if he a fifth round pick out of North Dakota, not state, is going to be ready. Then Josh Ball, we've heard he's got a ways to go. Toxic is uh eh on Donovan Wilson at twenty one. These shifts that I heard Dave Kurtz yesterday, watch a bad influence. Well, Dave, I, you know, Dave is not with dot com no more. So, you know, I, which Dave has cussed on spots like this before, but he, he went full F bomb and, and watch was like, yeah, hey, hey, we got, we got Dave cussing now. That was funny. Um, it seems like Wilson is on the outs outs of what Wilson ain't going nowhere. Outs of like getting cut? Nah. Right? Like we no. You cut Donovan Wilson. Now your safety room goes to me from being a, a pretty decent strength to depth wise a weakness. Izzy McQuamu, Marquise Bell, Tyler Coyle. Nah, man. You you need Dono, I think, to be on there. A- anybody have anything to say about LVE? I, I mean, that kind of I thought that was gonna have people's ticked a little bit like oh lv 22 needs to be higher he was higher for me then i said nah nah, 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 nah. i gotta i gotta I gotta put him down over this player that i did put him down for 
Okay, so we do got pushback on Wilson. What has he really shown? Says Legends. Go back and watch in 2020. I was of the belief, and I and I'm still going to stay say this. If y'all don't agree, that's cool. If Donovan Wilson had the same opportunities in 2021 as J-Ron, we would have seen Donovan Wilson have a career year. Might have looked different because J-Ron seems to be a bit more versatile, but I think he would have had a career year. Like, Dono was a playmaker in 2020. Before J-Ron snapped last year, Donovan Wilson's year was actually the most productive year from a playmaking standpoint from a safety since, like, 2012 Barry Church or something like that. I did the numbers, so... His trajectory was pointing up. The one thing that was always going to hold him back was he's a kamikaze type of player. He, he gets hurt. And what did, what happened? He got hurt. But fortunately for us, that allowed us to see J. Ron Curse. So Dono has shown that he can be a very capable starting safety. He just has to stay healthy. Someone used a safe word for Sky in regards to safety talk. Y'all know how I feel. I can go all day about safety talk. Love it. What's up, Tony? Eagles are trash. Says if they cut Wilson, I lose my shit. Yeah, I, I, yo, if they cut Wilson, either he's injured big time or he just completely tanks it in in preseason and camp. But I think he's a, a quality third safety. Quality. Parsons will make LVE better. He played with LVE last year. I would argue the defensive tackles will have to make LVE better. But like D. Shift said, LVE is what he is. It is what it is. It is is what it is. Wilson could potentially get cut if Bell balls out completely. Oh. I don't get... Bell would... I still wouldn't do it, King. Think about it. They ran four deep last year. Why Cuddy? I mean, so so now you got four. Good. Great. But I'm not keeping no Izzy over Donovan Wilson. Nah, bro. There's just really no, there's no way you can do it unless Izzy goes crazy, Bell goes crazy, Coyle goes crazy, and Dono sucks. That's like the only way I can really see it happen. Wilson's middle name is Wood. He's a kamikaze. You know, I wonder, and maybe we'll have to do this, but who has the most heat? For those who don't know what heat is, shout out to this guy here, man. Rest in peace. Eddie Guerrero, one of the greatest of all time. He was amazing at getting heat from the crowd. Now, in professional wrestling, they do it purposefully. In, in, in professional football, they do not. I feel like LVE has a lot of heat. Whether you believe it's fair or not, rightfully so or not, he has a lot of heat in Dallas. And if you did like a heat ranking, I think LVE be in the top five. Because, you know, some say sucks, some say doesn't. I don't think LVE sucks. I think LVE... Is, has been compromised with his injury, so he's not able to athletically get any better, in my opinion. And B, he is such a product of what's in front of him. I mean, you could say that about a lot of linebackers, but LVE, 
needs that front to do their job down and down. Like, LVE is not a guy that's going to go make the play more often than not. Micah is going to go make the play more often than not. Uh, the Luke Keekleys, the Bobby Wagners, the you know the Fred Warners, like like these guys are superior, supreme in talent wise. LVE is really what a lot of y'all say about Dak. He needs the other pieces, right? And that's fine. But to then, you can't really say he's better than that then, in my opinion. I don't think he's shown to be like, all right, for instance, perfect example. Sean Lee played with some atrocious fronts in regards to defensive tackles. No disrespect to those players, but it wasn't like these dudes was anything. And Sean Lee constantly played above that because he's Sean freaking Lee. Seth freaking Rollins, Sean freaking Lee. LVE not the case. So, yeah, he don't suck. But he also is not a guy that, in my opinion, I would be going to the season like, yo, I'm relying on this dude. I would have loved to bring in competition. I would have loved to sign somebody else to compete with him and make LVE raise his game because of competition. Mike is going to make others raise their game because he's just that good. But much like how we get on the front office for pressure and, and, and no consequences, really, what is the pressure for LVE? Jabril's not playing that position. Story? Aaron Hans- Hansford? That ain't happening, right? So there really ain't no pressure on LVE besides contractually. But I would love to bring in a veteran guy to make LVE step up through the competition. <laughs> LVE drink monster and punch drywall. Uh, LVE, remember how they called... Uh, cornerback oh Orlando Scandrick the the grouch from everything I've heard he's the new grouch in the locker room he don't like the media like at all Sin City said I would love to have a young lead with this defense you could have had a a, a mature lead on this defense with Bobby Wagner but yeah Damone Clark can't wait for next year I I really cannot wait I don't think they should rush Damone Clark back this year just let him sit you don't screw with the back situations, the vertebrae, the neck, whatever. What You don't screw with that. Let him sit. But next year, from an athletic standpoint, I'd argue the most athletic trio that we would have seen in the last decade at linebacker. Micah Parsons, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox. Oh, yeah, let's roll. Swain says, what do you really have to ask LVE about as a media person? I mean, you you I I love to talk to all of them. I mean, you can get little tiny things from it all, right? Um, but but you could see last year, man, when he went up to that podium, he just he ain't like it, and he really threw a little hissy fit when they cut uh, Jalen Smith. Y'all remember that? They threw a hissy fit, and then the, the next game he played great, and that was my problem with LVE. He'd have a really good game, and then just get abused for a few games in a really good game, and then he's inconsistent. It was like. He is what he is right now. He is what he is. So let's take a look at the full list. 30 to 26. Really should say 30 to 21. My apologies. CJ Goodwin, Jalen Tobert, James Washington, Chauncey Ghost, and Terrell Basham crack 30 through 26. I didn't, 
hear or see too much pushback in regards to that. Right. Then on the other side, Tyler Biotish, Tyler Smith, Dante Fowler, LVE, and Donovan Wilson. I think personally, not a bad list. Dante's a tricky one, though, because we talked about him for a few months now. I think Dante Fowler could be one of the top two or three guys from 30 to 21 who has a chance to move up big time based off of production. Danny said, Basham who? We don't like Terrell Basham here. Dak, Dak don't like James at 28. Is that too low or too high? You must have just got here. You must have missed the first part. LVE bottom 50. Oh, Lord. So we got LVE out of the top 40 in general. So here it is. Too low, too high. Who is the one player? We did this yesterday. The one player on this list uh, you'd have higher or lower. You can list it. So. Uh, for instance, Jalen Tober higher. CJ Goodwin lower. Who's the player on this list for you that moves up? And where? Where in your opinion? Top 10, top 15, top 20. Where you got? Him? Danny says it's a roster that scares no one. Well, they got to go play first. King says it's crazy how LVE went from being up there with Darius Leonard as a rookie to being potentially the third best linebacker on his own team. It is crazy. It is crazy. He had a fantastic rookie year. And I mean, I can only be fair that I would have to say injuries. Because I think injuries derailed him. Joe wants LV off the team completely. Uh, James. Or uh, Elezra will have James four spots higher, so about twenty-four. Yeah, nine. We, yeah, we know you want it. Yeah, he's out to top fifty. Very good point, Swain. We don't need to scare people; just win the games. Uh, CJ says, "I feel like Golston is going to have a good year." Yeah, Golston. When we did that, thirty to twenty-six. I think I had Jalen Tolbert as the for sure guy who I think by season's end is going to finish higher. Um, and Chauncey Golson was right on his heels. Tyler Smith, Gregory would like to have him at least 21. In good faith, I didn't list any of the rookies in the top 20. Not yet. Not yet. So, it doesn't look like too many people have any of these guys too high. Do, do you... Does anybody think... Any of these players should be in the top 20, top 15, top 10. Any Anybody think that? Because if not, I think we're on a good roll here from 40 to 21. Anybody think any of these players are in the top 20? Because when we get to the top 20, it gets more fun. Because now you got more established players that we can kind of switch around a bit. Uh, Golston will give you more production than Basham and Wilson. Oh, oh and Wilson. Mm. Go look at Malik Hooker's production last year as a third safety. Pretty good. If Dono gives you gives you Malik Hooker production, I don't know if Chan- Chauncey's going to match that. 
But I still think Chauncey could be a solid rotational guy with this role. If Chauncey gives you better production than the third safety in Dan Quinn's scheme, now we're talking about possibly a scary interior. I'm still going to probably list him as an interior. Because I still think I still think Osa's going to be that dude. Um, I think Neville is, is going to make things tough on people. But if Chauncey, I mean, you're, what are we talking about? Ton of tackles for loss, five, six, seven sacks. Like, that's that's crazy production. Nobody on this team had more than six sacks outside of uh, our guy Micah. But so if Chauncey gives you, let's say this, if he gives you a Dorrance Armstrong five sack season, and Dino gives you a Malik Hooker third safety year, what would you say is more productive? Asking the questions. I ain't telling you, Mel. <laughs> the top 10 is going to be fun. I might even break it into top five, top, t- and then uh, five to, to, to uh, six. I'm sorry, 10 to six. But Scott, uh, Mel says, Scott, are you going to put Mike or Zach at number one? What if it's neither? Uh, we don't know that, though. We don't know yet. Nine Deep says, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, bet not be top 20. Of course they are. Well, did you think they're not on this list completely? Of course they are. And they top 20. A matter of where. I put them in the top 20. How in good faith do you have J. Lou and A.B. ranked below a Tyler Biotish, an LVE, a Dino, a Basham, a Ghostin, a Tobe? Like, I can't in good faith do that. No way. So now it's a matter of where do I have AB and, and Jordan Lewis? That's that's where it's gonna get fun. Definitely the AB because y'all hate AB, so I can't wait to see how y'all react where I got him at. Oh, okay. On Facebook, we got a random, random, I guess other fan. This is a new one. The cow bags. God, you know. So I love our name because anything you try to put cow girls cow bat they're corny that's whack neil the cow bags i gotta do better than that man. i don't mind trolling i will acknowledge some good stuff that whack ultra cowboy says cowboy cd lamb is the most popular bet to lead the nfl receiving yards in 2022 cbs sports reported it first yeah really um, this is not a knock on the quarterback, but Dak doesn't usually have a guy he's going to target that much to lead their league in receiving yards. They like to spread it out, and so has the the system. It's a spread it out system, so I don't know about that. Paul says, "Do I have AB keeping KJ off of him?" July first, yes. I want KJ to take that and grab it. Um, I just got to see him do it. I didn't see him do it in camp last year. Um, not necessarily in the season, I obviously. I think he has a talent too. But right now, A.B. has to get beat out by Kelvin Joseph. I do, Joey. I got one. Uh, I don't think Dak could get a guy that much production. I think he could. 
right? Like, if if that was the actual system, or if, you know, if if that's what the John Kitnas and the Mike Marches of the world were telling him to do, a hey, this hour, dude, we're going to scheme him up to get him to rock. Sure, sure, sure. That ain't that ain't him, and that ain't the system. The system is spread it out. You know, talent wise, he could do it. But he's a get everybody involved type of guy because he's been that way since the league because he's been remember remember what uh, uh, John Kittner said he's been conditioned to be that way for seven years it's not his game because he's been conditioned in that way for seven years remember what John Kittner said for 10 years I was conditioned caution for 10 years all it takes is a coach to come in here and say, hold up. C.D. Lamb or whoever, Mari Cooper? No, 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 no. This your playbook? Shh, shh. Throwing that out. We are focusing our passing game around A and B. Your first hard and second hard looks go to A and B. If, you, if the matchup is X, Y, Z, you're going to A and B. And after that, then we go elsewhere. That ain't his way. His coaches, for the longest, have conditioned, hey, man, take what the defense gives you. Hey, man, we're a running team first three, four years. Don't run the rock. Aggressively take what they give you. Aggressively go to Dalton Schultz. If it ain't open in the first second and a half over there, come on back over to XYZ. And that's cool with certain teams. I don't like it against the better teams in the playoffs. I mean, y'all know what I say. He's a little bit above. He needs some in his system. Pavlov's bell. Oh, do I still got it? Y'all remember those days? Am I still? Yep, I still got it. It, it, it. Now, this when we did this show, fantastic show. I had fun with that. This was mostly about the fan base accepting the way things were. But you could argue it's the same way with the offense. And the one person who, when they did hear that, I don't have the drop anymore. If you haven't seen this episode, by the way, I'm rewatching this series again. Love it. The one person last year who do not, who did not put his hands out for that pill when he heard that same damn bell was Amari Cooper. Instead, Cooper ignored that shit. One on the radio was like, oh, yeah, we got cover two beaters. We talking about we just don't use them. Oh, yeah, I would love to be involved more in the red zone. We just don't do it. Third down. Yeah, man. I'd welcome that. Just ain't doing it. And I'm not saying that's the exact reason or the only reason why he ain't here. But you'd be hard pressed to say that ain't part of it. Right. Oh, you're going to call out the way I'm doing things. And when I say I, that probably came from higher up according to the, you know, conspiracy theories out there that, that, you know, the higher ups are the reason why Kevin Moore is not doing X, Y, Z. I digress. Lemitra, I personally believe our, our identity on offense is no identity. There was an article on a ringer that came out about it and I fell for it. It was about Boise State's offense. 
not having an identity and really adjusting to what the team does to you in college that that can work. You're not going up against Nick Saban every week. And I'm not saying NFL has a bunch of Nick Sabans, but in the NFL, you're going up against smart players and smart coordinators. That's, that's their job to spend 60, 70, 80 hours a week finding a way to beat that defense. And once they figure it out and you show your tendencies and you show your hand, there's going to be a counter to it. Now, do you have a counter punch? And then we never saw it. Do we need an identity? I would say yes. I would say yes. You know why? Because you need something that teams either A, fear, um, A, know that, hey, (laughs) I mean, definitely defensively, right? Like, you know, when you played the Baltimore Ravens at one point, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, win for a fight. When you play Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or Andy Reid's offense or Sean McVay's offense, Kyle Shanahan's offense, you knew, all right, man, this is what we got to gear up for. You know, this is going to be tough. These boys are going to run down our throat or these boys can air it out. And Peyton Manning going to play a lot of mind games with you. Can't give Tom Brady this or that, right? Like, there's a there's a specific strength slash identity that you're known for that teams have to prep for. And I think that actually helps you out because, all right, we know they're going to try to stop. Boom, boom, boom. But we're going to do bam, bam, bam to counter it. So, again, take what the defense aggressively gives you. Yeah, yeah you can beat Detroit with that. The Giants. The Eagles. Maybe this year the Eagles defense will be better. But going up against smarter teams, I think you need to you need to have something you could you can hold your hat on. You know? Sir says, uh, Coop took too long to say that. I hope C D screams at the top of his lungs early uh when it happens. Sure. Complain about Boy Wonder you getting axed. Eventually, we're going to go down that rabbit hole at some point. Maybe in the offseason again. Um, uh, Where'd you go? Uh, Mark says, Lamb doesn't need to lead the league in receiving. Just build on last year. He will have 1,300, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think he needs to lead. He needs to lead the league in receiving. No, no, not at all. I think we need a run-first identity with an intermediate deep passing game off that. And that's the thing, right? Like, I don't care if it's run-first because – let me say this. I don't care if it's a running identity. I I, I, I hearken to say run first because we don't want to fall back into run on first down, run on second down. Hey, we got to hit 40 carries a game, 35 carries. We don't want to fall into that trap, right? But we want to be efficient on the ground to the point where, hey, if, that's, if we're so damn good at it like we were the first six weeks, cool. But in reality... Dak was dicing them up in the passing game as well, right? Like, you could be run first, but if your quarterback is Jalen Hurts, it don't matter. It it really don't because he's not going to kill you in the passing game. So just give me an identity, right? And if it's run first, cool, because obviously one one of the best friends of quarterbacks is having a really damn good running game. So just give me something. And then he says with the intermediate deep slash passing game off of that. That's kind of what the the Ernie Zampezi 
slash Norv Turner Jason Garrett scheme is. Kellen, I wish I wish Professor O was in here. I, I don't know what the, the play action rate was last year, but for whatever reason, that seemed to tell off. Like you don't even have to be a, a an amazing. This is one thing that's a myth. Well, we can't run, so we can't run play action. That's a lie. Who's played football in here? If you've played linebacker or safety or end or D, whatever, and as a linebacker, your first step usually is dictated on what the quarterback does with the rock after the ball is hiked. So if he turns around like he's about to hand it off, naturally in instincts, your whole football life is I'm coming forward. Right or I'm sliding over to this gap if I if I'm reading my my key which my assignment which could be the guard the center or what have you, so that's just natural. You could have ran the ball 15 straight times for two yards, or 15 out of the 30, but whatever. Your natural instinct is to come up. So play action is effective, and there's been studies where it doesn't matter how productive you are running the rock. It's been studies where play action works. Period. Now it works even better when you're killing dudes on the ground. And I just never understood why we didn't go to under center play action a lot more. It was was strange to me. Who's Big E? We better pay Dalton. Because without him, Dak is not getting his numbers. That's Dak's security blanket like Witten was with Tony Romo, you know. All right, you saved it a little bit at the end. Let me just say this, though, Big E. Dak doesn't need Dalton. Dalton needs Dak. It should be that simple. Arthur White got to be more balanced. I agree. I agree. Uh, about to lock these lines up. We think uh, we got Sam in here. Appreciate you, Sam. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. Get about two minutes. We're gonna lock it up and finish out this show in the chat as we are doing, as we speak. <laughs> I was going to mention that Swain, the new day, Big E. You from a new day? I know he got hurt, so he might be in the chat. He might be a Cowboy fan. I know he's from Iowa or what have you, but he might be a Cowboy fan. Toxic said, this is Stephen Jones team. Now, where's Stephen White at? Look at me and my Stephen Jones. I'm the captain now. Get the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> What's your... All right, we got a few more here. Kellen can rearrange the office for DQ. <laughs> Jerry loves his kids, especially his backup quarterbacks that are geniuses. I I wonder, and I got to make sure I'm, I'm not too crazy with this. I wonder if, if Jerry's ego in regards to wanting to be right about his guys, like Jason Garrett or Kellen Moore's, are, are the main reasons why these guys get shot after shot. Now, Kellen's still young, but I'm just saying, you know, a that kind of Ferrari, I would have handed off to a more experienced driver. And that driver don't got to be 58 years old. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm somebody that's been coaching a little bit more. But I feel like his ego is definitely part of, A, this is, I want to prove that I'm right. 
in my way. So we're going to keep Kellen around for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Jason Garrett for ten years. You would have thought he learned his lesson a bit with Jason Garrett, so we'll see what happens uh, next year depending on the outcome. Now, obviously, if Dallas gets to the NFC Championship game, then those guys are going to be afforded another year. If not, I don't even know how you bring back Kellen, but that's another that's a story for another day. Uh, Mel, Sky, in 2019, Dak led the league in downfield passes. Top three. We did this. In fact, I messed up it up. Last year, he was towards the bottom of the league. I want to see him get, not true, back to towards the top of the league. I'm using 40-plus yard. 40-plus? Well, 40-plus yard. Dog, not a lot of people are are, are throwing 40-plus. What's considered a deep ball throw in this league is 20-plus air yards. And Dak Prescott has been top 10 in the last three years uh, in that, 2019, 2020, 2021. The issue that going deep is not the the issue. It's the amount of times, the timing. I'm, I should say that he went deep last year, or took that shot last year. The timing, I don't think, was right. But that, I mean, I can pull up the numbers. I mean, again, you're using forty plus, but I, I'd have to go do more research on forty plus. Forty plus is more of an anomaly. That's like saying, hey, sixty plus yard rushes in the NFL. You're not getting thirty two guys to do that. You know what I'm saying? We're 20 plus, you can accurately rate that um, in the league. So I would say your numbers are, are a bit biased. Where 20 plus yards is, is the more fair comparison in regards to uh, a quarterback going deep. Like we might look at maybe because Mad, I don't know, 20 plus yards as ain't shit. You throw a 20 plus yarder, you go stand on the field and throw it 20 yards across the field, down the field. That is a tough, tough throw. Um, I'll pull it up. For the numbers. And where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? I'll find it. We got a caller. Maybe I'll find it when we get on the horn. But I, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on that, Mel, because I think it's a bit skewed here. I, I think Dak does go deep. I just think he needs to, the timing of it needs to be a bit more um, in the critical moments, right? Like just throw it up the If it gets picked, whatever, right? But give him a chance. Michael Gallup. If it gets picked, whatever. He don't throw a ton of interceptions as it is. Yeah, I'm going to try to find it. Um, we got James, the truck driver, on the horn. What's goody, James? Hey, what's up, guy? How you doing, bro? I'm good, good brother. How you? I can't complain, man. Hey, you was um, you was talking about Jerry's ego. Mm. Um, you know, Jerry's ego. Oh. I am young up. <laughs> so here's the number I was talking about. And this was from um, the show we did where I said it was like three things that Dak needed to either a, the Cowboys needed to lean on the strengths of Dak that they needed to lean on or revive. And this is one of the things I said, lean on more. Uh, and it's not like they needed to revive it, but he was sixth last year in attempts, fifth in completion percentage, fourth in touchdowns and sixth in rating. So he's an effective, efficient thrower of the deep ball I would venture to guess the attempts might have took a hit after his calf situation last year um so that that could be the reasoning but that goes to show you how much he was doing it prior to so maybe a healthy Dak and he goes back to to airing it out uh in 20 plus yard throws so and I did this on purpose Mel, because there were some people who believe that he's not good at it or that he doesn't do it but in reality and I brought up that kitten of tape. I think Kittner was integral 
and Dak Prescott becoming more aggressive downfield. Uh, 2019 is when he broke out doing it. He improved a bit in 2021. And in 2020, he was breaking. He was going to break records at, at that rate, um, the way he was throwing the rock. So there's a the number. James, we, we, we got you back, bro. Yeah, man, I was I was coming down the stairs and I just lost it. It's all good. We got you. Yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about Jerry's ego. Um, you know, Jerry's ego has started um, when he uh, when him and Jimmy Johnson couldn't come to uh, uh, when they when they had to depart from each other, so to speak. So ever since then. His ego has gotten in the way of our football team possibly winning a Super Bowl. Um, and, and not all teams were good, but if you look at 2014, we had DeMarco Murray, and we had Dez, and we had Tony Romo. Sure. And that was an offensive team that could have possibly made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Then you had – then you, I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, I'm not talking about the defense because at that time, I, I, the, the, uh, our offense was part of our defense because we yeah. didn't have a good defense. We had an opportunistic defense. We were second in the NFC, I think, right. in turnovers, um, and we played the keep-away game really well. It was, it was run right. the rock, shorten the time period, the time, and, and just stay right. close and try to pull it out at the end. Right. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, that was obviously, we have to remember, that was a Dez catch-no-catch game. Not that I, that guarantees anything, yeah. but that was that season. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that same season that, uh, I think that's that same game that uh, DeMarco had a touchdown and somebody stripped him coming through the hole. That was a touchdown. So And he <laughs> lost the fumble. I mean, it, it it wasn't quite – it looked like a touchdown from the screenshot, and I agree. I fell for that too. But when you go back and actually watch it, yeah. it would have been a big play. But the safety had a solid angle on DeMarco, unless he could have stiff-armed him. So it's possible. But yeah. he, at the very okay. least, could have got you a 15-yard gain, and we could have – maybe he's, he breaks the tackle and he scores. But you're right. That was yeah. the play. DeMarco yeah. got stripped, and I think that play needs to get more heat than it does no catch. But, hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think I think out of all the teams that we have had, I think that team, and this is just my opinion, I think that team was the team that could have possibly did some real damage in the in the playoffs, um, as far as the way the team was built, run first, yeah. um, you know, play keep away. But Jerry's ego, his ego, he has tried to do. He see. What he wants is he wants the credit for building a Super Bowl team. He didn't get that credit with Jimmy Johnson. So he's been searching for that for, what are we looking at, 27 years? He's been searching for that, and he hasn't gotten it. And because he hasn't gotten it, he's still trying to do it his way, and his way is not working, and that's why we as Cowboy fans are cursed. Man, I used to be like, I used to be the part of the fan base. Man, so I'm not hearing that curse, this and that. But at some point, it's like, damn it, is there? It, it might be. It just might. And, and you be. know, and, and and you you know you know why you know why part of the curse still goes on today, hmm? is because you got a coach 
that that help you get something that you pro, that you haven't gotten with any other coach, and that's two Super Bowls. And that man got a gold jacket, and you won't put him in oh, the ring of honor. Oh well, yeah, that. And there's there's people who 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 actually think that whatever that's not a big deal. And at the end of the day, it's not like it affects things. But I, I think I think it's very peculiar that you don't have Jimmy Johnson who helped revive your franchise and get you three Super Bowl wins in the Ring of Honor. Maybe it, it doesn't have anything to do with you winning now. If you believe in curses, you can say that's the curse. But it just looks bad. It just it just it looks petty. It looks bad, and you look worse. When you said that I'm going to put you in the ring of honor, and now it's like, oh well, I didn't say, I didn't say when, you know. So it it's weird, man. It's it's a travesty. One of the, it's it's ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, when you when you do dirt, dirt comes back on you. I'm I'm a firm believer of that, and and he's doing dirt, and he has done dirt for a long time now, as far as that situation is concerned. So dirt coming back on him. Dirt is coming back on the Cowboy fans. I will always be a Cowboy fan. I was a Cowboy fan before Jimmy Jones. I mean, before Jerry Jones. Yeah. And I'm not going anywhere, but, hey, this is the reality of it. This is my reality of it. Some people might not agree with the curse and all of that. I I, I believe that's part of it. And, and, and Jerry's ego. Honestly, I, I can't even push back on that no more. I was, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, man, I'm not hearing that. Just get it done. But... While I won't, my, while I don't necessarily believe in it, I'm not mad at those who do because I mean, how else do you explain the six, the lack of success over the last thirty years? And it's not even right. like, like I'm not even. I would love to win a Super Bowl in that 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 period, but bro, three, four playoff wins in twenty seven years, what? Yeah. The, like something yeah. ain't right see, with the football guys. Something yeah. is not right. <laughs> yeah, like like Ultra Cowboy says, it's personal. And, and, you know, it, it is personal for Jerry Jones. And because it's personal for him, he's not going to get what he wants. He is, and I don't, I'm not wishing – I mean, it is it's inevitable. Anybody that's been living know that you're going to die. Jerry Jones is going to die and will oh. not win another Super Bowl. I, 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 I guarantee it. Yeah, I ain't trying to I guarantee it. it. I hate it. I mean, hey, Trucker, I don't, I, I don't, I don't shy away. I don't shy away from death. It's inevitable. All of us are going sure, to die. But, 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 and I'm not wishing. But I'm Trucker, not wishing death on the man. You know, my point. Man. My point you know, is, Stephen Jones is taking over. What was so great about that? Nothing. Nothing is great about it. I'd rather have Jerry. To be honest with you, nothing is great about it. That's even worse. That's that's even worse. I think. Yeah. This man sitting on twenty three million, and he won't sign a. He won't. We need a linebacker. He won't sign a linebacker. You know, we just need some veteran um, help so that if them if them young guys get into a jam, they have a veteran that can tell them, "Yo, they doing this to you. You can counter it like this." You know, we don't have that, and he won't even sign nobody. I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. Like like when when you hit your button, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Hey man, we got. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we got Chauncey Ghost in year two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got yeah. Neville Gallimore year three. Like that's that's how, that's what they count on, and it's a flawed, flawed process. And there are fans who let me let me pull this back up. Pavlov's experiment. Pavlov's experiment. They 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 just buy it and they just 
stick their hand out when they hear that bell. And that's cool. Just as long as you acknowledge that you are sticking that hand out when you hear that bell and you're, 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 you don't want to acknowledge what else is going on around the league that shows you the blueprint. So hopefully, at this point, in my opinion, we are relying more on luck than anything. I know luck depend is dependent on winning a Super Bowl, but I think the Cowboys are relying on luck more than any other legitimate contending franchise that are truly going out there to try to do everything in their power to win a Super Bowl. Dallas is relying on more luck than anything, and I digress. Yeah, well, good luck with that. All right, one more all right, well, Scott, you have a good weekend. I'm on my way home. Give me something to eat, and I'm hitting the sack. Man, get some good rest, brother. They need you out there driving, uh, uh, you know, with, with your wits about you. Yes, sir. One more night. All right, One brother. More night. Be safe. All right, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the point right now where it's like, I mean, it's got to happen at some point. Right? I mean, it happened for Philly. It happened for Philly. If Philly can do it, if the Jaguars can advance as, as an early franchise and not even a later one into the AFC Championship game, if the Jets can go back-to-back, if the Cardinals can get to the damn Super Bowl with the old man Kurt Warner, if the... If the Bengals... Do we have to put the mantra now? We at this point now, we're going to be like, why not us? <laughs> what the hell, bro? We're the Dallas Cowboys. We got to, why not us? Shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't be that way, man. Uh, CJ, which CJ is this, man? CJ from Facebook? You know it. What's good, brother? What's up, man? Long time no speak. I know. I thought you wasn't in a chat earlier this morning. I said, nah, my guy's going to be here. I know it, man. So what's good with you? you? I I overslept. I was off today. I kind of overslept. Oh, so you got off today. What about Monday? You off Monday? Oh, yes, sir. Four-day weekend. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I wanted to call this morning, Sky, and talk about A.B. A lot of people talk about A.B. I know he had a couple bad what two bad games last year yeah, not, but not many yeah. they don't they don't realize ab is the fastest cornerback we have i i think he's faster than Diggs. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do i think he they was talking about last year he's he's the fastest cornerback we got Diggs, he's fast but he knows how oh. to read yeah route. yeah Diggs is not a four three five guy ab was yeah, and, and see, uh, a lot of people, like, Cowboys don't go after speed. Like, that's that's one of our biggest downfalls. Like, it's not often we go after a speedy receiver, running back. I mean, it's... Well, defensively, that's, 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 would you say that's changing, CJ? Because they drafted, I know, I know Kelvin Joseph, but, but Kelvin's a 4-4 guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Micah, I mean, I mean come on now. Micah. Jabril yeah, yeah, Cox, right, those right. are four, 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 three, and four, five type of dudes. Um, uh, I know, I know, <laughs> Bell is is a undrafted. I mean, I feel like they're changing defensively, offensively. I'm with you, bro. And, just, I, and I put that on Joe Witt and and, um, and Quinn McClay. Yeah, like they they helping them out. They they know how to pick them. Like when it comes to certain things, 
they know what to look out for. And it's, and I was reading something uh, yesterday saying that Cowboys have the most money right now, and what will they do with it? And I, I got a feeling they're going to throw the bag at Sharks, man. I have a feeling, man, especially I mean, at the beginning of the season. Well, here's the thing. If they throw the bag at Schultz, they're just going to create more cap space because he's going to yeah. sign an extension, and that's going to lower his cap hit from $11 million to probably somewhere like whatever they want. They can lower it all the way down to one if they wanted to. So they could potentially yeah. open up $30-plus million in cap space for, to do what with it? it? To put it in a backpack and to say they got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not using it, man. It's- I mean, I'm – I'm still going to pick up, pick up somebody worth it. At this point, you're, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting kind of, I don't want to use the term scraps. There's some still quality dudes, but you're not getting the hump players. At this point, you're just hoping to get some quality depth guys. And there's some dudes out there. Um, and I'm still under, under the belief they will. I feel like they'll sign a linebacker because they almost have to. The bodies are dropping and it's very scarce. I feel like they potentially could sign a safety, um, potentially yeah. could sign a swing tackle. Uh, that's probably where I'm at with it. The rest, I don't really see them doing too much, but they'll sign somebody. It just won't be um, a, a hump-type player. It'll be a depth guy. It'll be a fifth safety. It'll be a, a, a fourth linebacker probably. Yeah. But but you're right. That I don't I don't know how – they knew this was coming down a pike, right? You, you, you cut yeah. – you, you cut – what's his name? Collins. You knew you had 10 mil. So go sign your Bobby yeah. Wagner. Go make a trade. But I digress. It seems like if somebody just disagrees with them, they're gone. Like, it's getting to the point. If, if you have anything to say about the Cowboys and you play for them, you better get ready next year to go somewhere else because it seems like that's where it's getting to. Because then they I mean, have a problem with Collins last year too, he, especially with the suspension. And then, you know, like he's not going to keep his mouth shut. You, I mean, you what you don't want, though, you don't want – that type of confrontation in your in your locker room between that, that's a cancer to the locker. Yeah, room. yeah, you don't exactly. want that. Um, but if, if if a singular person does speak up, I also don't think that it should be. We're talking about Cooper, right? Like Cooper didn't say anything yeah. controversial, bro. Like he, he didn't, but he didn't agree with him, right? One hundred percent, right? But you don't want that all. Like, you you don't want because here's here's Not what they, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, here's what they could have looked at. They could have said, "Oh no, 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 no. We can't have the leader in a clubhouse." like Amari Cooper questioning us, because if that's the case, then Cedric Wilson could start questioning us. Then Connor McGovern could be like, why are you pulling me out? You know, so that could, they can look at it that way. So yeah, you don't want it to happen. But if a leader like that, or if a guy like that does speak up to me, you that should raise your antennas. Like, Oh, wait a minute. What is happening in those meeting rooms? What, what is happening in the game plan room? What, what is happening with the quarterback and the receiver? Let's, let's find that, out. More. That might be the problem too. Sky, like they sometimes you got to listen to your like as a manager sometimes you got to listen to your employees sometimes and it might work out better it's just sometimes you gotta you gotta do that man instead of just oh we're not gonna have that goodbye <laughs> you know these guys are on the field these guys are playing they see it yeah yeah you think you might know everything that's going on in that booth but at the same time these guys know what's going on and if you want to win sometimes you got to point out a couple of things from a few players just to, you know what I'm saying, get ahead. But it seems like they're just so hard-headed and selfish. They they just can't get over that hump. It, it seems to me but, they, they value 
in a way, I, I guess I can say this. They value some of their coaches more than some of their 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 top tier ish players. I think Cooper is up yes. there, and it's like, nah, we yes. we think this system, we think this coach is better than that that player. Um, so that's that's the route they went. Granted, again, this was kind of put in the contract that just in case they weren't comfortable, they can move on. Um, and again. Yeah. If they moved on in a different way, I had no problem with it. But you moved on for a fifth round pick. You can't tell me any that, that's okay. Man, that that was a <laughs> you can't most tell me that's stupid okay. thing I ever heard, man. Oh Ain't my okay. god, that's stupid. But that's all I got for you, though, Scott. Man, enjoy your fourth, man. Be safe. Don't it, blow your hand out. <laughs> Back up, Terry. <laughs> Woo, Terry. Woo, Terry. <laughs> all right, Scott. Hey, I might have to play that real quick. Y'all give me a give me a say. Anybody not familiar with backup Terry? I swear if YouTube get me for this, y'all trash. But I'm gonna play it. Okay. We are in the weeds. Show is over in a way. Phones are locked. Shout out to Tony. He says, Sky, I'm gonna give you my super chat money to you personally at training camp. Make sure I get my wrench. <laughs> Bro, you do not have to buy a wrench. <laughs> Put it in reverse, tear. Hold on, because y'all got to see this. Classic. Wait a minute. That's why I'm fool with fireworks like that, man. JPP got two fingers now. Uh, there we go. That button. All right, all right. This, you could, you just type in back up. Terry's right there. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Time out. Because it's so funny. All right, hold on, Terry. Give me a second. Let me let me let me let me let my viewers see see your see your classicness here. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Is there anybody who hasn't seen this though? Like like has, there's some people who have not seen the backup Terry. I promise you it's worth it. There we go. Just hold tight. Just hold tight. I promise y'all it is worth seeing. Boom. All right. Here we go. Turn this off. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Oh Lord, Lord Jesus! Oh Lord, oh Jesus! What the what, what you doing, Terry? Terry, what the what? Oh, one more again, one more again. <laughs> bag up, bag up, bag, bag up, up, Terry. Put it reverse, Terry. Put it reverse. Oh, oh Lord, Lord. Lord Jesus! Terry couldn't get out quick enough. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I literally, if I'm having a bad day, I will just type in back up Terry and get me a good laugh. Classic. Oh, man. Time out. 
That video was comedy, uh, says Jay. Yeah, when he hit you with the, oh, Lord. <laughs> I know, man. The two probably going to get me. I might, whatever, man. If, if we still here, are we still live? As long as we still live, that's all I care about, man. If they want to demonetize today's show, it is what it is. Captain said the internet stay undefeated. Yo, like, I think that was so popular at one point. Like, there, there were fireworks or something made in, in Target or, or Walmart or something like that uh, because of that. And, and I don't even know if Terry got any money for that, man. But I hope Terry is doing good. I hope he backs up on, on Monday and he enjoys his fireworks with his family, man. But back up, Terry. Oh, man, it's way better than these. Not- I'm going to be real with you, Toxic. That, that was funny for 15 minutes. That was more of like a meme. This backup Terry is 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 classic, yo. Put it in reverse. <laughs> Disha said, "Put it in reverse, JPP." All right, y'all. We are at the end of the show, man. I appreciate y'all for joining me. If you enjoyed today's show, y'all know we have some laughs. We 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 get into some serious conversations. Y'all keep the phone lines and the chat lit. Hit the like button if you forget on the way out. If you knew you couldn't comment, that's because you ain't been a subscriber for 20 minutes. Sub if you enjoy this show. If you are still trying to figure it out, you got a ton of videos, man, to where you can go look and sub and uh, continue to help build this brand and your boy Skywalker's brand, man. All right? So do that. And there is no show tonight on A to Z Sports Primetime. And I won't be back until the 6th. So I got an extended break here, which really is really not extended. It's it's Tuesday. I'm off like everybody's off on Monday, but Tuesday I'm off. Um, so I'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. That's a long time. Though, ain't it? It's a long time. But if you want to keep up with your boy, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be on Twitter periodically doing whatever. It's Twitter. Uh, ask Skywalker still. We can we can chat or what have you. I know TC hit me up yesterday, so uh, Jay hit me up before to show me his. Um, by the way, salute Jay. That was that was cool. His uh, video. But we're going to enjoy this holiday break uh, with the fam and just just a nice little little break. We're not going to get too many of those uh, between now and training camp. Because once camp gets here, I'm trying to get it in as many as I can. Because once camp gets here, we are camp to February. Probably even later than that. We are full-fledged ahead, and the grind mode is on, man. So, y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Have fun. Be safe. And remember to back up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) Love y'all, man. Tune back in Wednesday. Hit me up on Twitter if if y'all want to chat in in the meantime between time. Appreciate you. If you're going to drink... Drink responsibly. Use an Uber. Don't blow your fingers off. Blow you, I got it. I'm down with the brown.
Bomb Squad!